Hi everyone, it's Shakti Durga, and welcome to this episode of the Soul Talk podcast. Each episode is going to feature some of the highlights from live trainings, retreats, online classes, and presentations that I've done around the world. If you find value in it, please text the link to the podcast to a friend or share it with your networks. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Namaste. Hello. We're going to talk today about self-mastery hallmark number nine. And this one is about the capacity that we all have to engage in transcendental practices. What does this mean, you might ask? Well, most of the time, our consciousness is naturally taken up by our senses, what we're seeing, what we're hearing, tasting, smelling, what we feel on our skin, and the evidence of the physical world is everywhere. And we get enmeshed in that. It's very natural. And then, of course, our mind becomes caught up with what itself is thinking. The mind is capable of all kinds of antics and acrobatics that go on that have nothing to do with what's going on in the world around us. We might be thinking about the past, we might be thinking about the future, or trying to make a decision about something. And so there's these two levels of mind and physical that we're living in. The transcendental realm is what happens when we go beyond this and we start to connect with our own essence, the highest level of consciousness that you can conceive of. And in some traditions, this would be called the soul level. For the sake of convenience, I'm going to call it that today, although you may think of it as the deepest level of consciousness, if that's better for you. When we arrive in a state of transcendental reality, there is a very great feeling of peace. Sometimes we can feel blissfulness within our mind, within our body, within our energy centers. And sometimes we may feel that we have stepped into a place of great quiet when we are far advanced in the practice of transcendental meditation we can enter into such a deep state that the thinking mind comes to a rest and is able to recharge and rejuvenate because, at least for a few minutes, we're not using the mind as such. The transcendental state brings a lot of clarity. It brings a lot of peace. I remember a few occasions in my life where I've had some really difficult decisions to make. I remember one time when there was a man, uh, this was years ago, and he ran a spiritual school that was sort of similar to what I was doing, but, you know, it was a few miles away, but he was a very competitive and combative kind of person. Some of the people that would study with me would also study with him, which I was fine with. However, he wasn't, and he started to say a lot of negative things about myself and about the school and the way we ran things and what we did. And most of what he said was completely out of context and wrong. And so I decided that I'd reach out to him to ask if we could have a discussion because I said, you know, we haven't met and you've made a lot of assumptions about things and I think it would be nice if we, we both try to help people. Let's get together and try and speak about it. So I sent a 
a pleasant note to him. And then I got quite a mouthful back, uh, a diatribe of justification of why it is that he had said all these negative things. And so I felt very agitated and, in fact, a bit upset, to tell you the truth, about why someone would just do this out of the blue. And so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go and meditate. So I went into my meditation space in my home and I sat and at first my mind was quite agitated because I was upset by this man's very rude comments. And then I started my breathing exercises and I started to go within and then what happened was I began to feel a sense of peace come over me and I just asked the question, what would be the wisest thing I can do right now? What would the most loving, light-filled and uplifting choice be to nip this in the bud and not let it get out of hand? And so I kind of asked that question as I was going into meditation and then I just let it go. I just completely let it go. And I found myself going into a place of calmness and stillness. And sometimes for me, when I go into a transcendental state, I experience a kind of a bluish purple light. When I see that light, which looks like a big pearl, a blue pearl, it's a very peaceful and calming place to be. And you just feel like everything's okay. You don't really have to worry about anything. And sometimes your sense of time can be changed by being in this transcendental state. And that half an hour can go by when you thought it was really just five minutes. And conversely, five minutes can go by and it felt like an hour. You can have funny time things happen in the transcendental state where time really is an illusion anyway. So I'm meditating and I just released what it was uh, that I, the question that I'd asked. And that day I didn't get an answer. I did the same sort of practice the next day. And again, I just asked the question, what should I do? And I went into a really deep place. And then suddenly in the blink of an eye, the answer was there. The answer did not come in a big, long chain of sentences. It wasn't a rational explanation about it. But in the blink of an eye, I just knew what to do. And this is the intuitive way that our soul or our deepest consciousness is able to commune with us. And when that happens, usually you can trust it. And I knew that the best thing to do was cut and disengage from this man and that anything further that I said, he would just misconstrue that as well, that really what he wanted to do was have a fight, but it takes two people to do that. And if I withdrew my energy and withdrew myself from the discussion, he'd have nothing to fight with or no one to fight with. And so I followed the strategy that was shown to me in that meditation. And sure enough, I never heard from him I never heard anything negative arising in that direction again. I've never heard about that man since. So what happened there? Well, firstly, I was able to, uh, by my practice of transcendental meditation, which had been established over time, I was able to go into a really clear space and get a clear answer 
for something that was troubling me. And I think that the capacity to do that is really priceless. And truly, I wasn't born knowing how to do that. When I was in my 20s, I didn't know how to do that. I learned during my 30s. And since that time, meditation and transcendental practices have been part of my life. I encourage anyone to start to learn to meditate because your life will be more peaceful, probably more prosperous, and certainly you'll be a happier person with a little more uh, confidence in your own capacity to navigate your world. Let's have a look at some of the studies that have been done about meditation. Back in about the 1970s and 1980s and even into the 1990s, there were virtually no studies being done about meditation and the benefits that it could have for people. This changed rapidly during the 2000s and by 2010, there were hundreds of studies being done. By about 2016, the studies were up around 11,000 studies of meditation that had been conducted. It's an extraordinary number of studies and the studies that I've seen show that meditation, which is one of the main forms of transcendental practice, can really achieve so many things. Meditation also takes many forms, as does transcendence. You can meditate through mantra, through silence, through uh, watching your breath, allowing your thoughts to rise and fall. There are many different methods. A lot of the studies that have been done have been done on mindfulness, which is one method of meditation. Mindfulness is practiced by people all over the world and the research shows that it can help people to be calmer, to recover from anxiety and depression, and that it helps people who've had trauma particularly to be able to recover from repeated bouts of depression and anxiety. It's been shown to assist prison populations to be able to have less anxiety and sleep better. It's been shown to help people who are resistant to medication and have been unable to recover from very serious states of depression, that if they meditate twice a day for about 20 minutes, the results over time are probably as good as medications would be for other people and there's no side effects, no negative side effects. I think some of the side effects of meditation are you feel better, you feel joyful, uh, you feel like life has more sparkle and meaning. They're, they're the sort of side effects you want, don't you, from anything that you do. So I think we can agree now from all the research that's available that meditation is worth trying and let's now think about some of the ways that meditation exists in the world. As I said before, there's many different types. For some people, it's a meditative experience to walk along a beach. For some people, they just feel stressed in the middle of the day, they're able to stop, take some deep breaths and just center themselves. And that is a form of meditation in a way. We're pulling ourselves out of what's going on around us physically and mentally 
and emotionally, and we're just stopping and using the breath as a form of meditation. Of course, there are many deeper forms of meditation, and this is where the transcendental practices really kick in. Uh, You can reach the transcendental practices through any of the other methods, but you know you're in that transcendent state, as I said before, when there's this deep feeling of peace. When I first started to meditate, like most people, I suppose, my mind would wander all over the place. Um, Sometimes I would find that I had emotions coming up that normally weren't really conscious. Uh, And sometimes I would go into a very deep state, which was similar to being asleep, but I knew I wasn't asleep. But I had absolutely nothing going on in my mind. And I'd set my my timer for 20 minutes and it's like I've just sat down and the timer's going off. What's happened? Where have I been in that 20 minutes? But inevitably, after that, I would feel very refreshed. And I have to say that sometimes when I first started to meditate, it was because I wasn't sleeping well, I was anxious, my life wasn't going well. And if I fell asleep halfway through a meditation, I thought that was fantastic. And so if that happens to you, don't worry about it because you probably need the sleep. But having said that, if you do meditate regularly, it's likely that you will need less sleep and that you will be more uh, vital and have more energy than you do if you don't meditate. Some people get very annoyed at the thoughts that are arising when they're meditating. But my advice is, Well, if that's what's going on, meditate on those annoying thoughts. Just decide you're going to utilize them and watch for them. And sometimes when you try and watch your thoughts, your mind won't think. It just sits there and you're going, well, come on, think. And it's not doing anything, which is kind of a game, I think, that our consciousness plays. But you can use the rising and falling of thoughts as a form of meditation. You just watch them. You just watch your thoughts. You don't judge it. And you just stay mindful of what you're thinking. Let it arise. Let it go and bring your awareness back to what it is you want to be focused on. And perhaps that might be your breath or just the mind itself. What's going on underneath those thoughts? meditating on the the bed of where thoughts arise from, the mind itself. So any of these techniques will be effective. One just has to practice. It is often said that the optimal time for meditation is 20 minutes twice a day. My practice of meditation has also included mantra. And a mantra is a positive statement Uh, It doesn't even have to be in the language that you speak. A lot of the mantras I use are in the Sanskrit language. I'm not fluent in Sanskrit. But I know generally what the mantras mean. And they're usually simple types of repetitive sounds that we, we repeat them over and over again. And with practice that repetition, repetition, repetition of a high vibrational phrase takes us deep into a meditative state. You can choose a mantra from any faith tradition. 
Or you could even use an affirmation if you wanted to, a short positive statement. And you can just utilize that for your meditation. Other people will utilize a candle and they will just stare into the candle flame and then they might close their eyes and go into a very deep still state and if they find themselves wandering they'll just open their eyes and look at the candle again. There's various forms of candle meditation as well. What's important is finding things that work for you. Again when I first started the main forms of meditation I used were guided meditations. When it comes to guided meditations I would suggest that you choose meditations that are done by authentic spiritual teachers or masters from any tradition that interests you because they seem to have an ability to lift us into a transcendental state faster than we can do it by ourselves. Another tip for meditation is to try meditating with a group of friends. If you meditate in company, then it seems to be stronger and easier than it is if we try and do it ourselves. So being in a class for meditation is very advantageous. And there is actually research that shows that people will benefit from having a meditation teacher. So someone who's further along the path of transcendence and meditation than we ourselves are is of tremendous value, priceless actually to have someone who can really help us. Some years ago, I remember going to a Buddhist monastery here in Australia, and I met a Buddhist nun, and I'd been told that she was a very extraordinary sort of person, and that she was very humble, but that she had a number of students who were uh, very sincere students who were doing amazing things in the world, and she was just there quietly going about her life, you know, chopping wood, carrying water, sweeping, meditating, praying, and looking after the people who came to her. And I remember going to visit her one day, and she sat with me and she said, let me see how you meditate. And I thought, she's going to see how I meditate? Anyway, I sat there and she watched. And she said, just focus on your breath. And I focused on my breath. And then, of course, my mind went crazy, didn't it? She's watching. What's she seeing? I wonder what she's seeing. And she said, no, 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 no. Just, just forget that I'm here. Just breathe. I hadn't said that to her. She just knew. Just breathe. And then she gave me explicit instructions about based on what my mind was doing. And every time what she said reflected what was going on in my mind at the time, I thought, this is amazing. How does she know? But she knew because she was meditating on me. She was meditating on me. And so through her own transcendental practice of meditation, she was able to sense what I was doing with my mind in a way that was of great service to me. She had no... Uh, desire to manipulate me, to control me, to do anything other than help me through a little difficult patch I was going through with meditating. And her help was very valuable. And it really showed me 
part of how transcendental practices can help us understand other people because each one of us is dealing with people all the time. And imagine if we had more of a sense of where a person was coming from when we communicated with them and when they spoke to us. Imagine if we had a deeper insight into what their words meant, what was going on for them. Then we'd be able to graciously, honestly and sincerely have an awareness that would lead us into a deeper and more profound relationship. So these tools, meditation, transcendence, are a source of great good in anyone's life. And I hope that you'll find a way to bring them into your life. Entering into a transcendental state can have some very practical benefits in your life, as I've already shared. Some of the other benefits include increased creativity. If we feel stuck with a project or blocked creatively, try spending some time in meditation. And often you'll find that the answer you are looking for comes bolting through in your meditation or it comes later. I've found in my own life that if I'm meditating regularly, I'm more creative all of the time, not just when I'm meditating. The peacefulness, the relaxation, the rest from your busy mind and from thinking about all the to-do lists and all the jobs you haven't done yet. Gosh, it's lovely to be able to give your mind a break like that. However, there's a pitfall with transcendental practice, and that pitfall is that some people enjoy the transcendental state so much that they really don't want to be grounded. This, of course, is going to have serious repercussions in their life. And no one who masters transcendental meditation or in fact any form of meditation does it as an escape. It's done as a life enhancement. So it's important if we're practicing any form of transcendental meditation that we also know how to ground ourselves. And there are various grounding methods, some of which we teach in our seminars. But to imagine that you have energetic roots going into the earth like a big tree and to be able to put your roots in and draw up the earth energy and feel yourself connected to Mother Earth, that's one of the most reliable and fastest methods of grounding. And just really focusing on the the physical and being mindful of your time in the physical world will help you to overcome the hallmarks problem which is uh, not being grounded. Let's have a look now at the highest aspirations of this particular aspect or hallmark of self-mastery. So here are some things that make it worthwhile and that we can aim for. Being able to transcend the chatter of the mind at will. Being able to experience the inner states of bliss of your own higher self, your soul, or your heightened consciousness. And receiving illumination and clarity from your expanded self. Sometimes you'll also receive 
inspiration about that allows you to have a breakthrough in some area of endeavor. This can lead to new ways of doing things, even for some people, new inventions can come through because of the practice of meditation. Another of the aspirations is a deep sense of peace, which we're all looking for. Another of the aspirations is simply to be able to have a mind that's still and clear. And finally, there's definite evidence of how meditation can help us to enjoy better health, physically, mentally, emotionally, and thus have greater well-being in our life. The pitfalls, as I mentioned before, is ungroundedness. And the other pitfall is that we, we say we meditate, but in fact maybe we only do it once a week or once or twice in a month. That's not going to give you the benefits of meditation. Regularity of practice is what's required. And generally I think it takes about six weeks to install a new habit and if you can get into the habit of daily meditation, then that's a practice and a habit that then will hold you throughout your whole life. So some of the practices that you can do to help you with this particular hallmark of self-mastery. Firstly, you can just sit there for 20 minutes and watch your mind. You can learn pranayama. Pranayama is yogic breathing. And I found that if you do pranayama before your 20 minutes of meditation, you'll experience much more ease of slipping into that state. You can attend classes that are taught by those who've practiced meditation for a long time and have cultivated skill in meditation. And usually when you're around such people, you'll feel that they are fairly calm people or that there's a lot of love, a lot of energy emanating from that person, quite uplifting people to be around. And another practice that I've found very good with transcendental work is to then journal any of the insights that might come to you through your transcendental work. So the first reason we do the transcendental work is for the peace and an offshoot of that or a side effect is that we often are given inspiration and advice from our deepest part of self to help us in our life. If you set up a journal, you can then start to record some of the impressions you receive in meditation. And over time, you have the opportunity to test those against what's going on in your life and then to be grounded with it. Enjoy your transcendental time and may it enrich your life as it's enriched mine. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Soul Talk. I hope the podcast has served you in creating a happier and more abundant life. If you've enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to connect with me, head over to shaktidurga.com. Bye.